back to another episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. And I'm Chris Telesbo. I am your amateur. And I'm your professional. And uh, we're back. We are talking disc golf today, not movies. And we are going straight to the mailbag for some email from some folks. Yeah, buddy. We've got messages from our listeners. If you have a question about disc golf or life or, uh, you know, anything really in general, if you want my opinion on anything... Uh, you know, <laughs> we have lots of opinions Yeah, and, and I'm happy to talk about stuff. Uh, email us proamdiscgolf at gmail.com. But where does our first question come from, Chris? Instagram from longtime friend Hunter. All right. So in between the time when he won our giveaway and he received the prize for said giveaway, he had a child. So congratulations, Hunter. He did or his significant other did? Good question. I'll have to no, write in. He had a kid. I hate when people do that. Wait, I hate both sides had, of it. Yeah, no, they both had a kid. Yeah, it, I hate when people like <laughs> will call you out on that. Like, well, really, your wife had the kid. Like, okay, yeah, we had a kid. But I also, I hate when people say we're pregnant. Like, are you sharing it? No, you're or? not. Like, you can't. My wife's pregnant. Yeah, no, I, I, my wife has been pregnant three times at least, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's that's all on her. I helped, but. That's that that whole part is on her. I got to help raise the kids, but you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh oh, he sent a picture. Yeah. Anyway, she is super cute. <laughs> she is super. I cute. don't even like babies, and she's cute. How do you not like babies? They're aliens. They don't understand anything. They just stare. They okay. Look weird. Are Are you uncomfortable with the baby because you don't know what to do with it and you think you might hurt it, or you genuinely don't like them? I just kind of don't like them. They're weird looking. They don't understand anything. They're just there. So is a puppy. No, but puppies understand you. A puppy I, I connect you more with than dogs a baby does? way better than babies, yes. Babies look at me and start crying. And it makes sense. Like foreign hair, tall, big, whatever. I'm not offended. I just don't like babies. They're weird. They're little aliens. And then as they get older, they're little tiny humans. And then by like four, they're people. Like you can tell they're a person. You can tell they have thoughts, they have personality. But until that, they're just little aliens. Ah, uh, well. But she's cute. That's agree to disagree on that one. Yeah. The father she, of three to the doesn't want children. Yeah. We're probably not going <laughs> to. The kid even was snuggling his two-year-old and just telling him, like, realizing, like, this thing is, this kid is magic. I feel so much better when I hold him <laughs> and when I get to play with him and kiss him. And, uh, yeah, I was really saying that today a lot. Like, he, yep. Jefferson, you are magic. You make me feel, he's medicine to my soul. That's awesome. So, so are my other kids too. I just, you know, they <laughs> were, in, they were in school. <laughs> Part-time magic. Anyway. So now having a child, Hunter is curious, mostly for Gavin said father. I can give an opinion, but you won't like it. No, um, you should. I give opinions when people ask your thoughts. <laughs> uh, he's looking for advice on how to squeeze golf into life more when you've got kids. Okay. Because of the time commitment. Um, that is a really good question. And that's an important thing. Um, your baby is very little Hunter. She looked in that picture. She looked like she was maybe a month old, maybe two months old. Um, so they sleep a lot at that age, hopefully. And that's good. Um, but I think an important part of having kids is being a good parent is, is, is the most important thing you can do. And obviously you're concerned with that because you're asking questions uh, but you need to take care of you in order to be a good parent. 
that doesn't mean that <laughs> you get to be selfish with your time and you get to say, Hey man, uh, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to do what I'm going to do or whatever people say. Like I'm going to do me. I don't know. Whatever. These, I know what you're trying to reference. I just don't know. Yeah, how it goes. I just don't, I, I, I make fun of that. So I can't remember quite how it's said, but, um, you can't do that, mm-hmm. but you also need to take care of yourself. Um, I'm going to use the term wife because that's what I have my kids with. So if you're not married to your uh, baby's other parent. Um, I totally thought you were going to say baby mama. Yeah, baby <laughs> mama. Um, well, I mean, you could have adopted and your baby mama yeah, yeah, could yeah. be a baby data. I don't know. Um, but I, my situation is I have a wife. Uh, and you, both of you, your wife and you, need to make sure that you maintain yourselves um, and that you do the things that you need to do to be the best versions of you that you can be. Mm -hmm. That goes for just being part of a relationship, not only for having kids. Um, So my wife is a super active person. Um, I I think I mentioned on the show, she is a triathlete. She Mm -hmm. likes uh, doing things. She's also getting her PhD, so she's just super busy and strapped for time. And she does not feel herself unless she can exercise. Um, and for her exercise, for me, exercise is, you know, I'll walk downstairs and eat some Cap'n Crunch. And that's a good, <laughs> no, it's a little more than that. Did my but stairs for the day. For her, exercise is, I want to go on a at least thirty mile bike ride, or I want to go swim for an hour, and I mean literally swim back and forth in a pool for an hour. Uh, now, she'll squeeze that down when she can, but that's what she would really like to do when she can get out. And so we have scheduled our day. Um, and again, I, I work for myself, so I have a pretty flexible work schedule. Um, but we try to plan out our week every Sunday. And part of that time is, when do you have time for you? When do you have individual time for you? Uh, and she's way more of a morning person than I am. So if she's feeling well enough, she'll get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym and go swim or go on her bike if the weather's good enough or go for a hike or, you know, go do something that she wants to do for her exercise. And she'll get home when we're eating breakfast with the kids and help get the kids shuttled off to school. Um, I will take my time when the kids are in school or in the evening when she's, you know, back from doing what she needs to do and, and, and we can take off. So just scheduling time in is important. Um, you're not going to have the time that you did before to go and play 36 holes on, you know, when, day, every day. whenever you would, would have normally. Um, so enjoy squeezing in nine holes when you can, uh, enjoy squeezing in 11 holes when you can. Uh, I went and played a couple days ago and I played, uh, the way that the course was laid out. I ended up playing hole one, two, th- 13, seven, uh, like six. So I just made my own yep. kind of thing. And part of that was I didn't want to wait for groups that were in front of me. And I just started picking holes that I could play. I wasn't keeping score. I was just out playing for the sake of playing. Um, I'm assuming that your wife or your partner is, is supportive in this and uh, is going to help you get out and do the things that, that you need to do to be you. But um, the most important thing you've got now is your family. Way more important than disc golf ever will be. Uh, some people might disagree with that, and I don't think those people are right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to agree to disagree on that one. If you think disc golf takes precedent over your family, 
you really have your priorities out of whack. Uh, yeah, I, 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 that's firmly how I believe. Uh, if you're going to bring a child into the world, then you need to take responsibility for that child, which is one of the reasons Chris doesn't want children is he doesn't want that responsibility, I'm assuming. And they're weird. <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No. And, and if you don't want kids, you shouldn't have them. That's, that's another thing that I feel very strongly about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you'll get out there. You'll make it happen. Um, just talk to your wife. Figure it out. There's nothing wrong. I, I, if you look on my Facebook page, I'm sure there's pictures of me with my son in a stroller at a course. And when he was old enough to, to sit in our jogging stroller, I pushed him around the stroller and I would throw discs. And he had a great time just being outside because he wants to go on a walk. And this was when he was, you know, six months old or something, you know, four months old and wasn't crawling around, didn't need to get out, but, you know, just needed to go. Uh, you're coming into warm weather, so do that. Put her in a stroller. Take her to the course and take her along. Um, put her in one of those baby Bjorns or something as long as you can, you know, not hurt her when you're throwing. So that's why a stroller might be better. Uh, yeah. But get a get a jogging stroller. Get something with big wheels that you can yep. take through the grass and, and bring them along. Um, my two-year-old is my little buddy right now because he's only in school half a day, three days a week. And when I need to go to one of my rental properties to do some work. He comes right along with me when I need to go shopping or, or do other things that I need to do. He comes right along with me. I don't take him to play disc golf a lot because he is very much not happy being in a stroller mm. all the time anymore. And so I f- have to figure that into other days, like when he is in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, bring her along every Saturday. If you want to go throw your wife will be stoked if, if you can give her a break Yeah, and just go take your your. I'm, she looked like a daughter. Your picture, yeah. And put her in the stroller and just go take her for a fun. Uh, you know, take her out to the field and do some field work. Lay a blanket on the floor and mm-hmm. you know just throw back and forth on a on a high school football field. So you can figure it out, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with it. And when they're cute enough, when they're like can safely like put them in the basket and take a picture of them, it's a fun picture. <laughs> yeah. So uh, very true. Yeah. Don't, don't let it bum you out. Bring her along. Um, get the little, uh, I've got it, little plastic. I think they're like $16 on Amazon now. Oh, the plastic basket. Yeah, like the little uh, Whammo one that has like the little mini discs, basically. You can play that with her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can do stuff. You can make it fun. And I got a $70 practice basket for Christmas from my wife a couple years ago. And I would play when he was taking a nap. I would go outside in the backyard and putt. So, Stuff happens. Uh, you know, you can make stuff. You can make it work. Sweet. So that was long and rambly. Sorry. But I'm pretty sure you answered it. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, hope that's not answer. succinct at all. Uh, that's right. But that's fantastic. Congratulations. Good. You're, clearly, Congratulations. Yeah, you're clearly a good resource here <laughs> with, you know, the good parenting and then the interest in disc golf. Yeah. And well, and if take care of your relationship with your partner, too, with if my wife and I's relationship is strained, my relationship with my children is strained. Like that's just how it works. Everything is interconnected. It's all one thing. And, um, makes sense. That requires my wife and I both to work towards our relationship and to work towards our relationship with our children. So makes sense to me. Uh, put your relationship with your wife as your most important relationship here. 
and everything else will figure itself out. Anyway. Perfect. There you go, Hunter. Sorry. That's a really long diatribe. Probably way more information than you wanted. <laughs> I like hole. my kids and I can get really passionate about that stuff. That's good though. We, we're, we're passionate people. All right. Question ah, two. Question two. Is this from Hunter as well? No. Oh. No. This is from Eric. Busseal. Busseal. I think it's Busseal. Like, this is the way they try. I, I think it's like a ghost and a pentaped. Busseal. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. We were wrong last time, so I still don't know. <laughs> anyway. Hey, what's up, guys? I worked from episode one all the way to current. That's a marathon. I'm proud of you. That Thank is. you. Um, since the first episode to now, what has been your biggest improvement in your disc golf game? Ooh. That's a good question. He has two. Don't worry. You'll like the second one even more. Yeah, I went on for way too long on that one, so why don't you answer this one first? Um, it's Let me interrupt you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it, uh, I think I'm do it again. Um, <laughs> it's going to sound kind of like a cop-out answer, but I genuinely think that my strategy slash mental game and decision-making has gotten better. Um, I have not been playing since, I mean, not playing as much as I used to since like December. Um, I coach volleyball. I'm very invested in volleyball right now. Uh, we've got one more month, and then I'm back to disc golf. So shot, whatever, putting, throwing, forehand, whatever, that'll get better this summer. But without having played too much, but watching a ton of coverage, thinking about disc golf, talking about disc golf, talking to friends who are playing, um, I think I've understood how I need to play, knowing what I can do. Because without getting out there and being like, oh, yeah, I can totally do this. If you ever see me play, that's my Achilles heel. Yeah, I can totally do this. No, no, you can't. Shut up, Brain. You can't. Like, you don't throw as far as Eagle. Stop. Right? Uh, so I've come to terms with how I play and how I can better execute my style of play. I think it's not quite exactly that, but in skiing, I, I don't know if everyone calls this, but at least some of the people I ski with call that Kodak Courage. Like when someone pulls out the video. Uh, I can do that. Hold on. I'm going to hit this. And it's yep. never good. Yep. And it took me breaking my back to realize, oh, yeah, no. I, I don't need to have Kodak Courage. I don't need to do stuff. My favorite so. story about that, uh, maybe the first or second Utah Open, I was playing a practice round with uh, Eric and Simon. And um, <laughs> there's a long par four. It's like, I don't know, 900 feet or something. Uh, if you're wondering what that noise was, that was the names hitting the floor that Chris just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric is a name now. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Um, anyway, practice round, it's like 900 or 800 something feet wide open par four. Simon throws a shot, just, you know, like little hyzer with a PD two, And I throw a shot and I'm like, Hey Simon, I, uh, I think I drove you and doesn't say a word, smiles at me, goes over to his bag, picks up a disc, walks on the pad, throws it like 75 feet past me. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's been fun. <laughs> And then he just smiled bigger and started walking. I like that. That that was the day I accepted it. Yeah. There there are different levels that, in this game. You know, I'm tier two or three in distance and that's okay. Yeah. 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 Well, tier one is a very small tier. Eagle, Simon, Seppo, Will, Garrett, Wiggins. A couple other people. Yeah. So like Geisinger, even Jared is up there, but less yeah. than 15, yeah. 10 or 15 people. Yeah. Uh, but then, but the difference is like, it's noticeable. Yeah. Whenever I play with someone, it, 
well, and this, I guess, will dovetail into my answer here. Um, so for you, it's just mental kind of getting your head into the game better. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm more level-headed. I'll say I'm more like mentally mature about the game. I'm not as watch this as I used to be, which is, it's good. I still have fun in practice. I'll still goof off and do dumb things. Which you should because that's your personality. But and that's, that's how I have fun playing, yeah. Yeah, but when you're playing, it's, it's good to, to – the mental game is the most important thing, and that's what I think Macbeth does better than anybody else is – Dude's a robot. Yeah. 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 He can just be consistent. And, and he's, he's and totally not a robot. He's no. just very good at controlling what he does. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's cool. No, that's, he's professional for lack of a better word. He's, he's very professional and, about it. And his congrats, Pablo. He just passed Ken Climo as the all time most earnings. Really? Highest earning, highest earning, <laughs> highest earnings for a disc golfer. I don't know how to phrase that. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Career earnings. He's now number one. Wow. Congratulations. That is cool. Yeah. Um, there's something I was going to say, and I can't remember what it was, and that was okay. So I will just say, uh, for me, um, I would say the thing that's developed the most with my game, and it might sound like a little bit of a cop-out as well, is just consistency. That's um, not a cop-out at all. That's the most important part of this game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still like – not great at this game there's no question about that i and i probably never will be and that's okay i still like playing um and that's one of the things i like about this game is i can go out onto a course and have a great time and have uh a score that's significantly higher than someone else on my card but i'm still having as much fun as they are most fun wins uh as long as i'm not just not the money well yeah thankfully i'm not doing it for the money um but uh yeah, thankfully, because <laughs> the, the I would have to be touring, and otherwise the local scene here. Uh, I think if you won everything, if you were if you were first in every tournament that they have here locally, you would maybe finish the year with like seven grand, twelve grand, maybe counting Utah Open. Like say Utah 15. Open's half of it. <laughs> yeah, you're probably seven thousand. Yeah, including Utah Open? One, two, three, four. Yeah, maybe eight, nine. Yeah. I don't think I could support my three kids <laughs> making eight or nine grand a year. It's a lot of ramen. Yeah. Yeah. My son came home today. He went for a walk with his mom this morning. He went to the Botanical Gardens. And he came home and he wanted lunch, my two-year-old. And he said, I want Robin. I want Robin. And we're like, what is Robin? Do you want this do you want that like other things that he really likes mm -hmm. no i want robin and he went over to the oh, cupboard cute. and he says this robin and he pulls up the box of ramen we're like okay great you can have robin awesome <laughs> so how cool is that yeah his robin uh, yeah you know yeah he's fantastic uh that's cool um but yeah i'm a more consistent player i feel like my scores well no, i don't feel like uh i know my scores are way more consistent than they used to be. You know, I'm, I'm holing out, you know, one or two strokes every time, you know, within one or two strokes of, of every hole, uh, just about the same. I don't shank shots nearly as often. Um, you know, when I started recording the show, it wasn't at all unheard of for me to do like a, a triple bogey on a hole that or, I got a birdie a, on earlier, you know, or earlier a that week. Blank Richard shot. Yeah. Yes. That used to happen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And those still do. 
but less. Yeah, less, less often, often, considerably less often. And so, um, I am much closer to par, which is good. But I'm really just much more consistent. I feel like I'm, you know, if I'm throwing on a sh- like a, a narrow fairway, I feel like, okay, I can, I know I'm gonna be able to make it through here. I'm I'm gonna get it to where it needs to be. Uh, I'm not as freaked out by mandos, <laughs> so yeah, I I am just a way more consistent player. I think nice, That's my biggest improvement, and that I guess that means that all the rest of my game has improved. Mm-hmm. But I but feel more confident on the course. Yeah, confidence and consistency is really such yeah. a huge part of this game. So that's a good question. He had a part two? Yes. Well, not a part two, a question two. It's different. Oh, okay. But it's just as fun. If you tied for first place at Worlds and the playoffs were... Hawkeye. F- You're going to lose, but okay. <laughs> and the playoffs were a fight to the death. Who would you pick to fight on your behalf? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Must whoa. be Marvel or DC. So okay, your answer qualifies and you lose. Thanks for playing. <laughs> I do. Okay, sorry. Hawkeye fans, sit down. Uh, all right. Sorry. Read that again. <laughs> you picked Hawkeye. You've already lost. We're going You've back. already lost. We're going back. At, we just reversed. All right. <laughs> if you tied for first at Worlds and the playoffs were a fight to the death, who would you pick to fight on your behalf? Only allowed Marvel and DC. Okay, so I've got to pick my champion. You pick your champion. So my, my only question here is, is who I'm tied with also picking a champion? Let's say it's you and I are tied for first at Worlds, and we have each got to pick a champion to see who wins. I'm pretty sure you know who I'm going to pick, and you'll just pick a counter. Well, no, I think I, I know who you're going to pick. And you're going to pick a counter, and well, I don't care. I, I don't know if you know who I'm going to pick. Uh, well, my, mine's, I'll go first. Mine's not changing. I'll yeah. write it down. You're picking Hulk. I am. I'm picking Superman. Yep, and that would be fun. And I win. You do, and that's what I... Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'm a, I'm a Hulk fanboy. I love him. Now, if you knew a little bit more, you should have picked Shazam. Oh, no. Because Superman has a weakness to magic. I could, but that's but not... Too that's, bad. You already picked it. You said Hawkeye. I know, I know. But if I'm picking Hawkeye, you're picking Alfred. No, I'm still picking Hulk. <laughs> and Hawkeye is going far away. <laughs> yes, he would. He would. I Hawkeye He'd is, live up to his name a little better. Yeah, no, Hawkeye is not a uh, super-powered individual other than his uncanny <laughs> aim and his uh, you know incredible training. Uh, yeah, no, I, I pick Hulk pretty much regardless. And if yeah. he loses, then I'm happy with second. Yeah. But he'd win. I mean, that would be ninety uh, percent. That would be a pretty destructive battle. Yeah, I don't want to be anywhere near that. <laughs> At the golf course, just yeah, everything's gone. Well, that's like a and yeah, that would be a tough one. Yeah, that'd be bad. Um, but yeah, that's who I would pick is uh, Superman. Classic. I mean, so creative, it's so original. Cheating, but really, nah. yeah. All right, here. Let me think of somebody else. Uh, oh, all right. You want me to go deep cuts? Sure. Uh, well, if I'm going DC and I'm going real deep cuts, the one or the source, just God, the animal, I forgot, uh, but that you can't do that. So I'm going to say, there are plenty uh, of gods. Lucifer. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> arguably the most powerful character in the DC vertigo thing other than the one. Sorry, Hulk. <laughs> Still like you. I can go pretty deep with stuff. <laughs> but uh, no, I think Superman and Hulk, that's pretty good. That would be a great fight. That's pretty good. That would be a great fight. And uh, I, you know, I don't think that's as cut and dry as it as it probably sounds. 
but I think we might be sharing a trital there because I think that's. Oh, I, I, yeah, we might have to like comic search this. I yeah. think I think Superman would have the winning record. It also just depends on like which versions that you're talking about. You yeah. know, yeah. Every time I look up Hulk fights in comics to see who's beaten him, it's like some weird, stupid circumstance where Hulk's like fifty percent. Yeah. Like, oh, he lost to the Silver Surfer. Like, come on. Best Hulk fight is Old Man Logan. The end of Old Man Logan. Yeah. Have you read that? No, but I believe you. It's really good. It's 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 a really fun ending. <laughs> uh, Hulk's a creep. And Old Man Logan, okay. by the way. Okay. Like, straight up. Creepy creep. <laughs> uh, do we have anything more? from? Thank you, Eric, uh, for those good fantastic questions. questions. We do have one more. From Munich. Munich, like from Germany? From Germany. What? Like a German person or an expat? Or do we know? Uh, well, he his salutation is, sorry if my English may be weird. Probably not at least an American expat. Yeah. They're probably German. Yeah. From Andreas. I don't know. I don't speak German. On, wait, let me see. Andreas. That's, that's, that's Andreas terrible. I'm sorry. Forster, I would say. <laughs> Andreas. Yeah. I, would I was say just Andreas. trying to make it German. Yeah. Didn't look like a German name. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, guys. I have a question about aiming. When getting ready for a throw, do you aim at something in the background where the apex of your intended flight path is or directly at the target or place you want your disc to land? Does that change with distance or less distance or approaching? In my opinion, it's normal for drives to aim for the apex, but under what circumstances do you switch to straight aim? That's a good question. Uh, who went first last time? I think I did. Or you did. I think I, I went first for you, so why don't you go first? <laughs> Um, so when I'm, when I'm throwing shots, I don't necessarily aim for an apex. I just, I think it's apex meaning like, like, so when, okay, this, I don't know if this is a translation thing. Yeah. Um, your English is fine by the way. Yeah. Way better than my German. Yes. And, and mine. Um, anyway, apex means like top of the flight. So if you draw like a parabola, the highest it is, yeah. is the apex. Yeah. Um, and if I think of that in a disc flight, like I'm watching it go up and the time it starts to fall and break back. That would be when it's finished. That's kind of like apex. the apex is when it starts to fade. Yeah. Right. Kind of like mid flight. Yeah. No, that would be. And that's. Remember, Chris is a, has a, a advanced degree in physics. So um, he knows exactly what all these terms mean. So because I was thinking like I was thinking. The, yeah. Uh, well, why don't you just explain where you're aiming? <laughs> I was getting there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, apex is kind of tricky because given wind or trees or obstacles or sure. flip ups or weird things the disc is doing, you can't quite, I mean, Pablo maybe, but most of us can't quite exact where that's going to be. So I do visualize the shot. I do think about where that apex will be, but instead of trying to like look there and think, what do I have to do to get the disc to go through that? I pick an aim point, sometimes a mountain, sometimes a tree, sometimes a cloud. If the sky is blue and I'm in Kansas, I draw something in the sky. I don't know. But I think of something for the initial trajectory. Yeah, so there's nothing. If there's literally <laughs> on not. The horizon. Maybe a water tower if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're over by the, the Welcome to Emporia sign. Um, but yeah, so if you, like, if you visualize the shot and you just shorten that initial path to like 10 feet, you have a straight line. I draw that out to the sky and I think I'm going to throw at that because you can't look at it the whole time. If you're throwing hard, you have to look away to close your body to generate the power. Yeah. So 
as soon as I start thinking about like where it's going to break and stuff, like I, I'm an avid bowler as well. In bowling, I definitely don't bowl how I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to do exactly what I'm describing for disc golf, where you pick a target close, you roll through that, and you trust the reaction. When I bowl, I look for my break point. I look for that two-thirds of the way through the flight where it comes back because the trajectories are actually like quite similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but in disc golf, draw that line all the way back, think about where I need to start it, and that's it. So if it's, you know, around this tree, I'll pick something 10 feet to the right of the tree and up. If it's under this branch, I pick something low and flat. So I try to push it flat, but I don't think about more than the first 30 or 40 feet of the flight when I'm aiming, just where to start it and let the disc selection slash my execution do the rest. And then for the second half of the question with less distance approaching putting, Hmm. uh, actually it does. When I'm putting, so like in the circle, it's not apex, it's not anything, it's basket. When I'm approaching or like long putting, I actually do think about the apex. Like I try to get it up to the point where it'll start slowing down and then finish to where I want it to. So weird that I do three different things, but I'm glad you brought this up. That's a cool question. Yeah, I never thought through it this kind of step by step, but I definitely do three things as well. Um, and I think I probably modified a little bit, even with like a long approach shot, you know, with a, with something that I'm going to, a fairway or just like a long mid, you know, Mm -hmm. shot. Um, so for me, that's like a 200 foot range, you know, where I'm, I'm, I'm laying up, but I'm 200 feet out. Mm -hmm. Uh, so on a, if I'm trying to get far on a drive, I do that. I pick an object, um, and we live in a mountainous region, so it's nice. So There's so many objects to pick. Sometimes it's a way distant mountain I peak. I bet Munich or, is relatable, though. Probably. So pick a mountain. Yeah. Or um, I, I picked a smokestack that's, you know, seven miles away before. Or, um, you know, it's a tree or it's a satellite dish on a house or, or something like that. Uh, but for me, the object that I will try to pick is usually... Um, how do I do this exactly where I'm picturing right now? Um, I'm not thinking of the apex on a drive uh, or, or my, you know, my, my hop, my, my tallest point, what I'm trying to figure out. And this is probably not the right thing to do. It's just what I do. Uh, if I think about it, this is what I'm doing is I'm adjusting depending on the stability of the disc that I'm throwing and trying to kind of split that in half. So whatever that finish arc is going to be, take half that distance. So, so, you know, try to split that in half and aim for that so that I have an idea of where it's going to go. And so that's not where I know the disc is going to land. Okay. So if I'm throwing a, for instance, if I'm throwing a captain, which for me is, it's an understable disc, but it is a little more stable than a lot of stuff I throw for me in Mm -hmm. my arm speed. Um, I will pick something a little further to the right, you know, what, you know, five degrees maybe Mm -hmm. than if I'm throwing a, uh, you know, not my lucid X Maverick, like just like a, a, mm-hmm. a lucid Maverick, not something that's even a little more overstable or even in my getaway. Um, I'll, I'll pick something that's, you know, because I know it's going to land a little further again, throwing right hand, backhand, something that's going to land further to the right mm-hmm. than, than to the left, uh, on a upshot like that. I'm outside the circle trying to, um, 
trying to get in, then I will look at the apex. And that's just kind of, and the disc that comes to my mind when I'm thinking of that is my suspect because yep. it's just such a familiar flight. I knew it would be. Yeah. Uh, and and I, and I know about where that's going to go and that it's just going to finish fairly quick left because it's a pretty overstable mm-hmm. uh, mid. And putting, I've recently switched to the Wardens, which okay. I'm liking quite a bit. I've got a, um, must just be a, a classic burst warden yep. and then i've got a soft burst okay warden and um i think i got both of them in like the dynamic mystery boxes to two different years in a row for awesome. christmas uh and just recently started liking my warden but i'm liking quite a bit and inside the circle ish where, where i feel like i'm putting and not doing an upshot which mm-hmm. is circle basically yeah um maybe even a little closer i am aiming for the pole a third from the top like or two thirds up from the from the tray Mm -hmm. and that has been pretty consistent for me it's been pretty good so so we do similar things yeah that's interesting and it kind of doesn't for my putt it doesn't really matter how far out i am um i mean if i'm 30 feet out it's gonna finish gonna have more of a flight than if i'm seven feet out for sure but it, but I found that aiming at the same spot gets me mm-hmm. a similar result, just depending on how fast I'm or hard I'm throwing the disc. Okay. So I'm going to simplify my answer real quick. If I'm throwing hard, if I don't have to worry about overthrowing, I do that short line, start it correctly, worry free. If I have to worry about overthrowing, which you know upshots inside, you know three fifty, three hundred, whatever, um, then I start to transition to more of the flight. And when I get inside, you know, 40, 30, Germany's got to be a metric system. So inside 10, 12, 13 meters, then I will switch to full flight, pick my target, watch it, hit the target. That's my short yeah. answer. Yeah. I don't think it's terribly dissimilar. Yeah. I just cleaned it up. But yeah, that's interesting to like, I've never thought about. I haven't either. Leave it to the German to get meticulous. No, I love it. I, love I, it. I do too. That was and that's helpful. Ho- that's honestly... Like the bowling reference, that's part of why I have a hard time with bowling is I don't commit to hitting a mark 10 feet in front of me. I'm like, but I got to get to the break point. I know where it is. I got to get there. Yeah. And then I miss and I'm like, well. I don't know why I have a hard time bowling, but I'm terrible at it. And everyone who's ever tried coaching me bowling is like, well, what's your mark? I'm like, don't talk to me about marks. The marks are the triangle thing, like the little arrows. So the the, the strategy of bowling, you have dots at the end of the lane. You have triangles in the lane. You throw from a dot to a triangle and that's like your line. Because your release is the same, you throw the ball the same. Okay. Right, and so you can change the angle you make, and you can change the line you take, based on where you throw from and what it arrow huh. you hit. Yeah, my strategy. and that's really all it is. So if you watch pros, like their shot tracker, it's over the same arrow every time until it stops working, then they start moving. And that's it. That's all you have to do. It's amazing. I refuse. Yeah. Brute force. Anyway, uh, my strategy with bowling is, uh, just throw it don't don't be disappointed when the seven-year-old beats me <laughs> don't just just be okay yeah that you're gonna lose yeah i don't i barely i think i've ever broken a hundred bowling okay i'm a terrible bowler i broke a hundred left-handed but i will always get a couple strikes then you're not terrible i no there's they're not intentional I, I i'm trying to get a strike every time yeah sometimes it works there you go and more often than not, I'm getting two, three pins or gutter. We should go bowling sometime. It'll be fun. Do you have your own ball? 
Uh, you got to have your own wallet. I have a few. Yeah. A few? Yeah. I have like five that I use. Now, this is probably just like when people say, why do you have all those Frisbees to go play disc golf? They're all different. Yeah. They, are, they all are different. They all, they all, it's just like Frisbees. They do you, all, they will all you react use a multiple balls in a round? Mm-hmm. So, okay. league nights, we do three games. And with eight of us bowling on each lane, the lanes break down pretty quickly. I'll usually use three plus a spare ball every night. Wow. And that's partially because I brute force. Like I spin the crap out of the ball and I'm pretty aggressive with it. I throw really hard. And so the lane breaks down. I have to change it. Really what do you fast. mean laning, lanes break down? Because so, they don't swap out the wood. No. So the reason bowling works is they put oil down. Okay. And um, the more you bowl, the more the balls move that oil around. Okay. And those of us who spin it. Oh, do you do the, like the flicky spinny thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the reason that moves is because the back end of the lane doesn't have oil, um, or it does, and then you move it and it changes. And so where it starts curving is originally the dry point and it's really clean, but the more balls skid everywhere, the more oil gets everywhere, the more we move it off the lane, it comes back on the ball, it goes somewhere else on the lane. The way the lane reads or the way the ball hooks up changes. Oh, okay. So through the night. The ball is sliding over it and move a bunch of the oil off. And then I guess at a nice alley, they'll re-oil the lanes. Not, the not between games. No, but like at the end of oh, the Oh, yeah, night. like once a day or something. Once yeah. every few days. Okay. Pretty much just for leagues because nobody else cares. And But they only oil it to a certain... Mm-hmm. And there are different patterns. Like huh. You can put down more oil. You can put down oil farther down the lane, which is harder. You can make it stop super short so balls go down and just hook up really hard. Huh. You can put more oil by the gutters and less in the middle, which is super hard because the typical pattern is a lot in the middle and very little on the outside. So if you go too far out, it forgives you and you come back. And if you miss inside, you slide through it because there's more. That's like the easy. If you flip it and you go too far out, you're sliding in the gutter. But if you go too far in, you're flipping wrong side. Huh. Yeah, it's fun. But now if you watch bowling on TV, they've made the oil blue. So pros, oh, they have, pros really? can actually like see where it's moving, which I think is super lame. I don't get that. Huh. I don't, well, I don't watch TV anymore. I just do everything streaming, Stream. but I don't think I've seen bowling on TV in probably 20 years. Every time I'm like flipping through channels and I see it, I watch it. Like yeah. I, I, try, I used to. I try to give my viewership. I'm like, please just keep showing bowling. But it's, it's so much probably been than, 20 years since I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now the oil is blue. You'll be like, why is the lane blue? So how many times have you seen Kingpin? A handful. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, in probably 30 years or no, well, no, so 20 it's years, not even 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. It might be actually, uh, it's gotta be in the twenties. I don't know if it's 30. It came out sometime in the nineties. Yeah, I was in junior high. It's I think close. when it came out, but I loved Kingpin when it came out. It's very good. Uh, anyway, tangent. Yeah. So bowling, do we have any other emails, questions? Uh, that was it. 96, 96. So it's 23. I'm sorry. Kingpin. Oh, came out. Nice. Okay. <laughs> any more questions? Yeah. 96. <laughs> No, it's 42. How much time do you have? Is it 42? It's like answer life, everything? Yeah. It's, okay. What is uh, the ultimate question? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, those are so good. If you know what we're talking about, great. If you, you don't, you need to go figure it out because it's a fantastic series of books. Let me think. Uh, but that's all of our, our that's it. We're questions. Great. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for telling friends about the show. Uh, viewership has or viewership. I didn't know we were streaming. <laughs> I hope not. I'm looking around for cameras. I have no interest in doing that. I don't think anybody has interest in it either. I do a uh, video podcast. That'd be fine. Uh, 
if you want to figure out how to do that, we can do one. Uh, listenership. Listen, like we've got, we've shot uh, quite a bit up. Like it's really, really fun just seeing that, uh, you know, we used to get some I mean, number. Yeah. Well, like when we broke a hundred people listening to, the, to an episode, I was like, whoa, that's really exciting. Now we're well over 250 an episode, and that's not like a huge number by interest but imagination. But for us, and like this small little show that we put zero effort in really into marketing, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's really exciting, and it's cool. My daughter has recently become aware, like in, recently in like the last year, has become aware of the idea of fame. Oh, so cool. she'll ask me, like, wait, are they famous? You know, I was like, well, if you've heard of them, they probably are. Um, That's funny. But she asked me tonight, because I said I was going to record the show to my wife, you know, just telling her like what, what I was doing later. And my daughter goes, so dad, are you like even kind of famous from the show? Oh, funny. And I, said, and I held up my fingers, like just for a German listener, like less than a millimeter apart. And I said like, maybe like this much. Like oh, there's, a, there's a very small amount of people who know who I am because of the show. That's cute. Yeah, I thought that was very cute. But- don't hesitate to write in. I found, yes. I found something that's I thought was super fitting, okay. given that we like your ideas and we talk about movies sometimes. So it looks like it's outside a church or a business or something, one of those like letter boards. Uh-huh. It says, next time you're afraid to share ideas, remember that somebody once said in a meeting, let's make a film with a tornado full of sharks. <laughs> so <laughs> if that can be a thing, you are totally in the clear to give us something to talk about, questions to answer. Whatever. I love that. Right? Yeah. Uh, send them into us. I will never be afraid to say anything. Like somebody's like, dude, I got it. There's a tornado. <laughs> full of sharks. But it's full of sharks. Uh, I never. Now watched, there are seven of them. I never watch a lot of Key and Peel, but did you ever watch that show? Uh-uh. There's a clip. I, I've, seen, I've seen a few, but I never watched yeah, it. I never watched it either, but there's a clip that somebody shared with me of the um, pitch meeting for Gremlins 2, and it's basically that same thing, but I actually heard from somebody who was in that meeting and an interview later on is that like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it was. Like whatever, whatever, let's put it in. So there are eight Sharknadoes. I just eight. Yep. Whoa. I didn't know there were that many Sharknado, Sharknado two, the second one, Sharknado three. Oh, hell no. Sharknado four, the fourth awakens Sharknado five global swarming. Um, I don't know if these are also movies. Sharknado heart of sharkness, Sharknado feeding frenzy. And then just last year, the last Sharknado, it's about time. Yes, uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Have you seen any of them? I watched about 15 minutes of the first one. I have seen zero of them. And that of was them. more time than I needed to give it. Yeah. I just, I had, it's like the Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus movies. I try to watch them. Yeah. I just, I can't. I've never been into like the sci-fi original movies. I have some friends that were, uh, and I actually... I had, I think, finals, and so I couldn't go do this. But uh, at springtime, when ski season's over, I Mm -hmm. had a bunch of friends say, hey, they're filming a movie up at Sundance, or not Sundance, Solitude. Uh, And this was like, I don't know, mid-May, late May, like way late, maybe even June, late in the season, very, very spring conditions. So they're filming a movie up there. They need skiers to go and be extras. Okay. I thought that'll be really fun, but I think I had finals oh. that, at that time. I could not get like, – I had class or something that I couldn't go up and do it. But I had a handful of friends that went and did it, and I think it was called Ice Spiders. Oh, boy. <laughs> I asked them about it, and they said, yeah, they would just have us there, and they would go, ah, and like scoot <laughs> across the snow. Oh, no. So have you ever seen Ice Spiders? I have some friends that were extras in that movie. Oh, no. 
I think it was called Ice Spiders. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and on that note, write in and tell us what your favorite <laughs> sci-fi original was. Uh, proamdiscgolf at gmail.com, facebook.com slash proamdiscgolf, and at proamdiscgolf on Instagram. And until next time, keep throwing plastic. Cheers. Cheers.